Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, as I'm recording this, I'm bringing on, yes, yet another new guest co-host for you. Uh, because we believe in giving, and not just giving, but just finding as many random people as we possibly can to bring back to you who actually care about the balance of health, business, and lifestyle, because that's our mission, right? To fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And this gentleman is known by uh, multiple names. I mean, he's, his, I'll just say this, a secondary name he's known by is Mukunda Chandra. Das. And I'll, I'll let him correct me later if I'm wrong. But it's officially known as Mukunda. And uh, he's dedicated to helping his clients and his students find balance in all aspects of their lives. Emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical. This guy's a certified health coach, certified life coach, 500-hour registered yoga teacher, certified, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Vedic Thai yoga bodywork practitioner. So, yes, this gentleman might know a few things about yoga tonight as we record this episode. So, he's also, by the way, a fellow podcaster, uh, Living Life on Purpose podcast. But without further ado, welcome to the show, Michael Kohan, sir. Hey, it's good to be here. And thanks for uh, that. Every time I hear that introduction, I'm always like, wow, did I really do all those things? Is that really who I am? I never really see myself in the way that other people see me. Well, it's so, also weird you. when you actually have one like professionally written up. But by the way, kudos as a marketing professional. I do thank appreciate you. You know, the well-done uh, uh, PDF that you had done up about yourself because <laughs> I, I had to literally create an onboarding form on the website for people to come on the show because I had to start reminding them like, you need to give me your info. Um, I do not want to waste my, my, my virtual assistant's time or my time having to track down social media profiles and like your bio and everything else yeah. because it takes a lot of work. I mean, you as a fellow podcaster know this, man. It's like, dude, I've had my show since September 2016. A lot has changed since that time. One of which is I don't make money off my podcast on purpose. I don't want to. I don't, want, I don't have ads. I, I self-promote a few things I do, and that's about it. It's about bringing the message. So it's yeah. like, please, Same. let me honor you by knowing a little bit more about you. I still go on the website. I, I downloaded some of your podcast episodes in the past, and I, I know you're, you're about to do a big relaunch. Actually, literally, I think the week, the week that we're actually airing this. So we'll talk about that tonight as well. But it's like, guys, like, if you're showing up on somebody else's show or platform, like, give them your best stuff. I don't know. Am yeah. I asking too much? <laughs> I don't think you're asking too much. And, you know, as a podcaster who is now adding guests onto the show, oh. I have realized that you have to automate everything for them and walk them through. So I incorporate my website in Contactually, which is like a, an affordable content management software to have like set automated emails where it's like step one, invite them to the show. Step two, get their photo. Step three, <laughs> fill out this form online. Step four, send them the link to do the, the show. And then I have it all with reminders. So I just have to go into this program and just kind of do a drag and drop. Now you see me, I, I just, I put it all out there right away. I, I have uh, acuity scheduling is built into my site along with, obviously I use Google as my back end. So I have Google calendars integrated and that's synced with my Zoom system that we're using tonight because we're recording audio and video. So that way you exist on YouTube when we go live as well. 
And then, uh, uh, but really the acuity scheduling and they're on board. I can actually build my own custom forms for whatever appointments I have being booked. So people are booking a coaching session with me. They have different questions to answer. You know, obviously podcasting, definitely important. But I say, listen, this is all stuff. If you want to book with me, you got to fill this all out. And some fields I have set as required and some don't. But either way, it's like sometimes you got to lead the horse to water so they will drink, not just if they will drink. You you got to make them drink. <laughs> yeah, that's ex- it's just, you have to it's just, it's it's challenging because like you said, you think that people would have like a nice professional PDF, they want to be on podcasts to promote their message, and as a fellow podcaster, I find a lot of times I'm piecemealing the information together for them and I'm in the beginning stages, so I have to hunt for my guests. People aren't knocking on my door as much. It's okay, man. We all start there. <laughs> right, exactly. And and just you know, to let set the record straight, that whole podcast started off as a lark. That was not like I wasn't like, I'm gonna launch a podcast. It was literally a student wanting to hear me do my Dharma talks in my yoga classes, which is that inspirational talk before yoga, and he was traveling. So I said, Yeah, I'll put it, I'll put it on SoundCloud for you. And then he was like, well, why don't you put it on iTunes? Because I have an iPhone. And I went, okay, sure. I like podcasts. So I just did that. And then a year later, there's like thousands of downloads. And I'm like, oh, and now I'm getting people like writing reviews saying, you know, sound quality is garbage. Add guests. People emailing me. And I'm like, who are you people? And I'm like, well, I guess now I'm going to have to. Welcome to the online space. <laughs> Thank and you. It's good to be here. I will, I will warn you, though. Uh, well, actually, is it a warning or is it really more? Of, I'll, I'll let you take it as you see fit. Uh, <laughs> when I launched onto YouTube, because obviously, you know, most podcasts are audio. As your follower and, and uh, fellow practitioner of yoga uh, requested. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not on SoundCloud. So I launched on iTunes, which most I call them, we call them podcatcher apps will, you know, steal the iTunes RSS feeds, which obviously iTunes takes your RSS feed, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to get into the technicals for our listeners. It's a bunch of technical garbage. <laughs> anyway, so I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Play. I'm on iTunes and everything that pulls from iTunes. I have submitted to other platforms to see if I get approved, but admittedly, I've never got around the SoundCloud because... It just took extra work, and I'm like, no. But either way, the point is here is that back on episode 51, and as of today, I aired episode 179. So they, uh, the video feed, I get completely different feedback. So I will warn you, if you ever decide to switch your show to audio video, be prepared for another layer of feedback <laughs> that's different than the audio space. So you might have fun hey, with that. I appreciate reviews and feedback when I'm buying something and I'm grateful when I'm looking on Amazon, I'm trying to buy something. I'm not sure what I should buy. And I read the reviews, but at the same time, there's times where I'm questioning myself. I'm like, who has time to write reviews? Yeah. And like nothing else better to do. (laughs) Right. I like, I, if I really love something, I'll go back and write a five-star review. Yeah. But if I don't like something, I just don't review it. I just don't go back to it. I've got, you know, I finally put it in my outro, my last two outro updates for uh, pre-recording. Because like, I don't edit anything during the show, FYI, just as a reminder. Like, if all of a sudden somebody gets passionate and a little profanity falls out, oh well, I don't care. Uh, the only editing we do is we stick an intro on and an outro on, and I had professional voiceover artists, a friend of mine, do it. That's about it. And then I did a little like ad clip for myself, but I don't have any paid ads or anything. It's all pure and clean. 
Uh, but to your point, the review thing, like I finally threw in there. I'm like, oh yeah, guys, like if you get a chance, please like give me an iTunes review because there is proof to that, that when people give you iTunes reviews, it does expand your, you know, exposure because there's more people giving feedback and actually giving a recommendation. So it's not you doing your own self-promotion, but getting people to do that is a pain in the butt. Why? Because iTunes sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's. It was never designed for podcasts. Well, they haven't figured out how to monetize it either. No. And the biggest problem with iTunes, and I can't believe this, like we're, I'm bringing on a yoga guru. We're geeking out about iTunes right now, but we got to get this done so we can move into the really good stuff. But it's like, yeah, uh, this is why we don't, we don't script the show, but people need to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you care about, you know, obviously after today's episode, you're going to want to care about obviously his podcast and my podcast and everybody else's podcast, but People don't know that iTunes sucks at podcasting, but it is the biggest platform out there. So whether you like it or not, you got to exist on it. And the only way to improve your ranking, well, not, I shouldn't say only way. One of the big ways to improve your ranking is to get people to do reviews of your show. And I, th- I think I haven't even checked in a long time. I probably have like 10, I think 10 reviews. Say, so, hey, shout out to your loyal Live the Fuel followers out there. Like, give me a freaking review. But here's the, here's the best part of this complaint. And I don't complain a lot. I believe about positive energy, but... There's no way to do a review through the app. You have to get onto your desktop computer, and then you got to find the show in the iTunes store, and yada, yada, yada. Then you can submit a review. They've never enabled the functionality. They've changed the it. They've changed it recently, and then we can move on. Oh. If, you are, if, you're, if you have an iPhone, and you're in the iTunes app, and you subscribe to the podcast, then you can write a review on your phone. Wait, but let's clarify. Are you in the iTunes app or the iTunes podcast app? iTunes podcast app. Really? See, now, yes, because I've heard about that through the iTunes app, but because I have, I, I literally subscribe to my own show. Not, not, I can't give myself a review, but uh, because I listen to my own shows, every single one of them, like most podcasters, I found out do not do this. I go back and I listen to every single one of my shows because I'm anal and I care I'm like, okay, maybe I sound like a jackass and I want to improve this or improve that. I think sometimes you got to be your own worst self-critic. That's just me. Um, but I'm intrigued now. You know what? They actually changed it. It was there for a while where you uh, can write a review. I <laughs> see. To check, and it's not because they don't, I, they, don't, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I was because I reviewed a bunch of like podcasts that I liked recently. And the, and the thing that your audi- the audiences need to listen to also is – I gauge whether I'm going to be on a podcast what, based on if they have reviews or I know the person. If mm. they don't have any review, enough reviews, I usually move past on it because I don't know what if they don't have a following then. Right. And that's, that's the only way I can tell if it's like worth my time because as a full-time yoga teacher, full-time life coach, running my own podcast now, I have my own mastermind group. I have a, a beautiful, lovely life partner, girlfriend, we want to move, all that stuff put together. There's only a finite amount of time. So yep. I have to pick and choose the shows I want to be on. And that's how I base the shows is based on the reviews. And if they have a certain number of reviews, I say yes, because you can't really fake them. You can't bot a review. No, no. And I, I do respect that. I mean, iTunes does a great job with the review factor. But at the same point, making it easy for people to give you reviews is a little bit of a struggle. And like a little, I haven't even counted them. I literally think I may have like 10. Like I... Again, shout out to the listeners, guys. Like, give me some love. I mean, I haven't had one in a while because it's a it's a cumbersome process. It's That's the problem. It's yeah. easier through my favorite app is Stitcher. 
I yeah. I love the Stitcher Radio app. It it was designed for podcasting, and I highly recommend it. Cool. If you not if you don't use it, I don't know. Are you an iPhone guy? I'm an iPhone guy, but it feeds into Stitcher because I have a, another student who wanted to listen to it, so I had to put it on Stitcher for them. No, I hands down. I, I've actually consulted for a couple of other newer shows in the past year, and I told guys, I'm like, dude, iTunes, Stitcher, no brainer. I mean, just get it out there. Like it's yeah. it's it's and and like I said, if you if you're just trying to get stuff done quickly, iTunes obviously is a no brainer because again, so many other apps pull their data and their algorithms from that. So uh, anyway. But l- let's get into the meat and potatoes here. And actually, I, I like meat, but I don't like potatoes. So <laughs> you, sir, know a little bit about holistic wellness from my, re- from my research. You, had, you know, I've never met. Actually, I don't even remember how we got connected. I think it was one of these new, like, referral things. Like, all these people are referring me people now. Do you know how we met? <laughs> I have an assistant that books, pe- books me on shows. Ah, I took that part of my workload off me and and hired an assistant just to put me on podcasts smart move well and just so you know maybe she's working with these people maybe she's not but there are these new like literally i guess you want to call them almost like podcast guesting referral services i don't even know how to better better call it but all of a sudden it's gotten a lot easier for me to get guest co-hosts because now i get to i literally have like 10 requests sitting in my inbox i've been too busy to check them so publicist call them a publicist yeah, there you go there you go podcasting theme publicist and, and a new one just sprung up she linked in me and then try, then then you could i mean she's smart enough to know that you can export everybody's emails from linkedin and uh so she actually knows she had my email, and she's already emailing me the people she wants on my show. And I'm like, dude, you literally just said hello on LinkedIn, and you already are sending me your recommendations. Like, you might want to like waited <laughs> for me to build yeah. a little bit of a relationship with you. So yeah, you're you're the back of the queue. You're, you're the back of the queue. I'll get to you when I get a chance. So, uh, but but anyway, so you've when did you? F- I, I gotta find out because you, you've been doing this for a while. When did you like immerse yourself into the holistic side of life? When I hit rock bottom for me, when I was 30 years old, um, I found myself um, divorced. Um, I met my ex-wife in my uh, when I was like 22, hmm. and we got married. And six months later, we la- we we split. And um, I was in a very bad place. I was very toxic. I was I weighed uh, like 220, 230. 220, 230. Um, I'm like almost six feet. Okay, so I'm I'm six four and I weigh like one. I fluctuate between one ninety and one ninety five, and that's I was lean. a happy guy. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. Ooh, oh. uh, did uh, either pharmacy grade cocaine or which is also known as Adderall for breakfast and lunch. I would take either Viking or Percocets with dinner and drink about a, a bottle of wine. And go to bed, work ninety hours a week. I mean, if you're from New York City, you know the lifestyle. Well, I, mean, I live right over here in Allentown, so we're only hour, hour and a half away. So I get it. I've been in New York for business many times. And wow. so I was in a really bad place, and a friend of mine pulled me aside and said, "Look, dude, you're going to die if you don't go deal with your anger issues. You know, you're upset about your ex-wife, and you're." this terrible you're, we love you but you're terrible to women you're terrible to people you're terrible to people that work for you 
And they're like, if you want to hang out with us and you need to go see a therapist. And I loved my friends. So I went, okay, I'll go see a therapist. Why not? Screw it. Insurance will pay for it. Yeah. You're working 90 hours a week. You can afford it. Right. (laughs) Right. So I, I found this random therapist that was a block from my office who turned out to be this therapist slash yoga teacher who kind of like, as he was working with me, recommended I go to yoga classes. And so I started going to yoga classes and I got into yoga because when I walked in the door, it just felt like I belonged. And I felt like for the first time in 10 years, I felt like I belonged at this place because for the first, for post-college till I'm 30, I was doing what my parents expected of me, get Mm -hmm. a job, climb a corporate ladder, get a nice, you know, apartment, a girlfriend. Materialistic stuff. Yeah. Right. We've all been there, unfortunately. All been there. And it wasn't for me. And when I walked into this yoga studio, I saw all these very vibrant people. They were all very healthy. They all seemed to not have as many cares in the world. And I just wanted to be around them. And this was before yoga is what it is today. The yoga teachers that I studied under were very much more introspective yoga teachers. They were much more interested in not just the physical practice of yoga, but the spiritual side of yoga, the philosophy, the lifestyle, the um, rules of practice of living as a yogi. And they were much more interested in the internal aspect, the internalization of yoga and how to live a spiritual, mindful, healthy life. And those were my teachers. And through being around them, they inspired me to become that person over a very long, very hard, very challenging 15 years of my life. I was going to say, I mean, I was about to ask you like what the timeline was. I was hoping you're going to lead to that. So, I mean, I I think that's important to pause on here, ladies and gentlemen. Like I'm just some screen sharing here for the video people because, again, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to want to check this guy out. I mean, he's got a lot of online presence, but obviously his site is yourwellnessyogi.com for the audio listeners. And I'll have us on the website like I always do, good blog post content. But 15 years. How many how many people? And this doesn't this is, we don't even have to get into the yoga, right? Let, let's just talk about life in general. We're all guilty of this. At some point in the timeline, we're all trying to like, oh, I'm gonna hack it, I'm gonna figure it out, I'm gonna speed it up, uh, I'm gonna find this next coach, this next this, this next that to like to like just hack life, figure it out. And I don't care if you have the best yogi, best life coach, best business coach. I'm really interested to see how you're gonna respond to this, Mike. Mm-hmm. So by the way, you've heard, you've heard Mike or Michael. Like, what do you want? Michael, Mike. Okay. It's all good. So uh, you probably know where I'm going with this already. But the point is, is that I, I love hacking, right? I'm a biohacker. I'm a, uh, I follow Jack Cruz. He's a neurosurgeon guru. I'm a, I'm a mito hacker trying to hike the mitochondrial cell- cellular level of our cells. So I got the science side. And I also love balancing life through yoga and CrossFit. Like, I'm in many extremes. But the one thing that I've learned over the years is I was always trying to find the next, like, guru coach and – you know what, I'll just get the next coach. Don't get me wrong. Coaching is important. You have to have a coach. Especially, by the way, yeah. another quick side note. If you're a coach trying to advertise your coaching to other people and you don't have a coach, then you're full of shit. I'm just going to throw that out right there because, like, every coach I needs coach. to have a coach. I have three. Boom. Thank you. Thank you for solidifying that one point. But hold on. Let me finish this thought. Is My whole big picture is this. Guys, finding a coach is not about hacking and speeding things up. 
finding the coach is to finally get you the structure and the guidance that you need in life, business, whatever it may be. It's not a matter of accelerating the timeline. Yes, sometimes things do seem to magically smooth out and it seems like things are flowing better, but it's not about a guarantee of like, oh great, I just turned that project from 10 years into five years. To your point right now, you just named, you just like title dropped 15 years of transformation to get what yep. you're at and you're still, I'm sure, growing and expanding day in and day out. Am I wrong? I have a laundry list of things I want to study. I have a laundry list of things I want to accomplish. I have a whole spreadsheet that has <laughs> tabs of different trainings, different coaching, different teachers I want to study under. I've gone through mentors that I've studied with, and then they've gone from mentors to coaches to colleagues to friends. Mm. I've had, and it's, I've, I've gone, I've met teachers that have inspired me and then they've become my teacher or my student. Um, and it's not something that happens overnight. The hardest part of change, this is what you're leading up to, I think, is about change, growth. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and I find I find the hardest part of change in the beginning is not necessarily your desire to change. It's the patience that it requires for you to grow and to change your, your whole life. The life that you have today on a conscious or subconscious level, you created all your problems, you've manifested, you've created your problems, all your blessings, all your benefits, you've created. Now there's a higher connection that I can get into, but I don't know if this is that audience. So I'm going to keep it on the- Who knows? We might, we might have to book a, a second re return visit to go deep, deep. I mean- We can go deep, deep, but I don't know how, like, I don't know how far you want to go there on that spiritual side. We've gotten so, into some interesting sessions on this show. I mean, trust me, there's been some some interesting deep sessions. I'll just say that. <laughs> fair enough. So, you know, the reality is your problems are what you created. Your blessings are what you created. And so in order for you to change your life, you have to change what's inside of you. That is the only way it works. And that's really hard to do because you want that to happen overnight and it doesn't it's to change your thought patterns your synaptic pathways and your behaviors and your habits and your routines and your mental cognition does not happen in a year or in 6 months it takes a lifetime mm -hmm. to do and i don't care who you are if you're the next tony robbins or you're someone like me or you're somebody just starting out we all continually study. You know, I, I just listened to a, uh, a podcast where Tony talked about he just went to India to study a whole new meditation technique for yeah, 30 he's still days. Learning. He's still learning. Oh, yeah. And so you can't rush it. At the same time, that, that, that challenge, that's the reason why it takes so long is because as you continue to grow, the world around you has to change with you. And that's the other really hard part. So when you try to hack it and when you try to kind of skip the steps, and I'm not saying that biohacking isn't a good thing. I'm not saying that understanding shortcuts isn't a good thing. But when you skip the steps, when you, when you try to do the fad diets, when you try to change, the, you know, the, change your life in six months, all you're going to do is you're going to go to that point and come back. It's sort of like when people talk about, like, from a spiritual standpoint, ayahuasca is big in, like, the wellness world of spirituality. Oh, yes. And, 
And I see friends that go on these journeys of halawaska and they take this tea that causes them to hallucinate and they call it spiritual. Great. They go into this spiritual zone. When they're out of it, they go back to their lives. They go back to their problems and they never change and they never grow. And the only way to change is to actually do the work and have the patience that you know that's going to take you five years, 10 years to create the business that you want, create the lifestyle that you want, have your life partner. That's just the truth. And I wish I could tell you differently. And I wish I could tell your audience, here's the six secrets to success. But it's not like that. I'm glad. See, that's why I knew you'd answer this so well, because that's the biggest thing that I'm always trying to get through to people, too, is that it's it's a matter of. I've said this, I've noticed this is a term I've been using more and for my regular listens, I apologize if I'm throwing it out there again, but it's like, I'm a fitness guy. Yeah. yeah I, I'll tell people all the time, no offense, yoga is not fitness. It is not exercise as far as physical fitness. I was like, yoga- In terms of at, raising at, the heart rate and kind yeah, of- Yeah, yeah, like people are doing like, again, I'm just, I'm not trying to rip on yoga because I love yoga, right? Okay. I, I love yoga. But I also have friends that are deep, deep yogis. So it's like I, I have a different level of influence. So me being the CrossFitter and the endurance athlete and everything else, I am a very big purist when it comes to why each of these domains were created. And I look at yoga for the spirituality piece of it. Yeah, I've done the hot yoga. I've lived in Colorado. I've done all different freaking forms of yoga. I've tried them all. And I'm like, yeah, I've gotten a good sweat and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yoga is not strength training. It's not that level of exercise and physical fitness, those things exist for a reason. Like when I go do yoga, it is to work on obviously, and I'm not very good at it. I always need to improve on it, but like the spirituality piece, the centering, the quieting of the mind. Obviously I also gain a lot of flexibility, mobility. I studied martial arts as a kid. So just, I love all of that. Uh, yes. Occasionally I will cycle in a hot yoga, but that's not, what I want to get out of it, right? It's not about, oh yeah, I got a giant sweat fest. So like, okay, yeah, it's very purging and you sweat a lot of toxins out, blah, blah, blah. If you, I, I talked to a few scientists about this, they would actually beg to differ with me on You that, don't sweat out your toxins. Thank you. There he goes. <laughs> See, you know what I'm talking about. You don't, you don't sweat out. You, 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 it has to go through your deep, gastrointestinal intestinal tract you have organs that get rid of your toxins i'm sorry mike i mean all these yogis like you gotta go to yoga hot yoga you sweat the toxins out blah, 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 blah. and i'm like yeah i've heard it all and i also know I, all the science behind that and i know that's all wrong i'm earning a living <laughs> people love hot yoga so i teach you yoga yeah so yoga can be a physical practice and can be something that is a form of exercise you can go into a yoga class and you can stretch your body you can move your posture if it's the right yoga class you can raise your heart weight rate you can lose weight you're not going to get a six-pack ab and you're not going to be able to lift tons of weight and you're not going to be able to run 20 miles it's not designed for that yoga will heal the body it will strengthen and it will tone the body that's definitely what yoga will do if done correctly i agree with you but the purpose behind yoga is an introspective look at one's inner self to understand that we're not the body and we're not the mind, that we're something more than this physical body, this physical body, this meat suit. And my thoughts are temporary. There's something that it's, that's this, the profound truth. Like the reason why I can tell this is you can observe your body. So you know, you're not your body. Cause I can see my hand. I can see what my hand does. So I'm observing it. Mm-hmm. I can sit in meditation 
or I can sit on a couch and think in contemplation and see my mind and see how it is. So I'm not that because I can see it. So then I'm something else. And yoga is that exploration of what's inside that makes you who you really are. That eternal sense of the self that when you leave this body, you are something that goes beyond this. Mm -hmm. And then yoga then begins to explore what that what does that mean in a philosophical standpoint as a person living in this material body and from a standpoint of a theological standpoint of where do you go after you leave this body so yoga has both a body connection a mind connection and a spiritual soul connection and that's what yoga is really about well and i love that because on your site again ladies and gentlemen yourwellnessyogi.com uh, he's got a lot of breadth on here, and specifically, when you click on the yoga section, he gets into what you're talking about. Obviously, you expand much more on it. Obviously, the symbolism of union, right, the, that practice of union. Actually, I'm going to see if I can zoom in on this graphic. What do you got here in the middle here? Bliss. That's the five uh, koshas. There we go. See, let me zoom in. These on are that. the five. So there's five. There's, diff, there's different layers of illusion within the physical body. So there's the physical body, which is an illusion that you think you're, you are the body. Hmm. There's the energetic illusion that you think you're the breath. There is the uh, there's the body of wisdom, which is like the intellect that you think like you're you're this egoic smart person. Hmm. There is the uh, illusion narcissism. <laughs> there is the illusion of finding bliss in the material world, which is never going to happen. <laughs> And the whole, the whole practice of yoga is to shed the layers of illusion. Like you live in this material world. We're, we're, we're not material beings looking for spirituality. We're spiritual beings living a material life. And so you live in this material world where you have on average, and most people by and large, if you don't get consumed with material like you know, like I have to have the Mercedes Benz or I won't be happy or I have to have the bigger house. Most people have enough food in this world, have enough food on the table, right? Access to education and access to a job. Most people, I mean, like there's sure. parts of the world that have problems. We know this, like I'm not disclaiming that. Right. But for the by and large, most people have the basic necessities of life. When we begin to identify with the material body, we begin to identify with our material pursuits, that begins to lead to suffering because we don't have the things that we want in life. Like, I don't have the bigger house that I, if I get that big house, I'll be happy. If I drive that new car, I'll be happy. Or I get that job promotion, I'll be happy. And all my worries will go away. And yoga says, no, happiness comes from within. That you don't need those, these things from in excess. You need enough to live to find enough joy and no more. And then you can begin to find pleasure in life. Hmm. But knowing that because this material body is temporary, that everything in your life is going to change, we don't attach ourselves to it. Do you find that most people are attaching too deep, too, too strict? I think you got to be careful with both sides. See, the problem with yoga and problem with mindfulness is people believe, people idealize the monk. Like, I have a spiritual guru, His Holiness Radhanath Swami. He is a wonderful human being. He is an exemplary person to live up to as a role model. 
this is why I came as a disciple. He is a beacon of love and goodness in this world who inspires people in devotion. Mm-hmm. He is a rare person. And most people idealize that type of individual in yoga, the ascetic, the person in the robes, sitting in the cave or on the, on the rock, the monk in meditation. And that's what we try to think that we're supposed to try to accomplish in life. And so we try to detach from everything. Hmm. We try to detach from all material pursuits. But then guess what? Most of us aren't ready for that. We're not born with that. We have material desire. So we can't be overtly concerned with not attachment, but we also can't be concerned with attachment. We need to find that middle ground for us. We have to have goals. We have to have desires. We have to have dreams without the expectation of it happening. We, can, we, wanna have, we wanna strive for success, but we also wanna be able to say, well, if I don't get that, I'm okay. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly. I have someone that loves me. And I know that these things will change. I'm just going to do my best. So I, I like this. I like this that where you're going with here because it's get it's got me thinking and right. It helps me reflect. This is why I do this open format because you never know where it's going to go. And I, I mean, me as you're as you're saying these things, it immediately helps me self reflect. And this has come up many many times in the show, right? Because without you knowing my entire history, I left the corporate space and spent a couple of years with the federal government doing wildland firefighting out West. So, which was awesome, by the way. I mean, it was just, you know, hiking in the mountains and fighting wildfire, mother, mother nature at her finest. Cool. <laughs> and it was a life changing experience. And I find myself reflecting in different ways, depending on what the co-host is I'm talking to and what conversations right. they bring to the show. So not to be selfish, but it's like, dude, come on. It's my freaking show. I'm going to get a little something out of this too. It's not just for the listeners. I want my listeners to grow and succeed and expand off of your content and my content. But I can't help reflect a little bit too. And it's like I can remember when the firefighting was done and I realized I wasn't meant to do this the rest of my life. I was meant for something more. And I was living in Colorado, so I was distracting myself with yoga and dabbling in CrossFit, but I'm, I'm a big cyclist, so I was bi- you know, mountain biking in the mountains. I'm doing races, so I'm like, I'm trying to like figure out the yoga thing, but I'm still doing my endurance athlete sports thing because I'm an adrenaline junkie, and two extremes, right? And I, I feel that I was trying to bottleneck myself into one extreme versus embracing all the others that are components of who I really am. And I still, I think, to this day, I think most people listening to this can probably think and pause on this and say, you know what? Everybody struggles with this. Everybody's like, they're including being, myself. Yeah, they're being coached and guided to go one way or the other way. It's like, guys, like, it is okay to have multiple domains of focus in your life. That's what I'm getting out of you here as well. It's like, guys, like, when you push so, you bottle your, you cram yourself into one specific, such a, such a focal point. Yes. Can you learn a lot of things in that specific niche very aggressively? Sure. But then your natural things that have always been a part of your life or that maybe you've always welcomed into your life, you've, you've pushed them away. And those mm-hmm. extremes are very dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing from you as well. You have to find what works for you. Some people are born to be monks and some people are born to be householders, get married, have kids. And some people are born in service and some people like join the military and serve and protect their country we all are born with a purpose in life Mm -hmm. that is the we all 
chose to be born in this material body on this planet at this time in the history. We all have a purpose in life. What happens is as you begin to grow, you begin to identify yourself with the weapons of mass distraction, <laughs> right? You, 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 you see on television what you're supposed to, how you're supposed to live. You see in social media how you're supposed to live. Your parents tell you what you're supposed to do. Your friends, your family, social media, television, magazines. And as we age, we begin to move away from who we really are and our true purpose for the pursuit of material happiness. And then once in a while, we come back to that understanding like, whoa, I have everything I thought I was supposed to have and I'm still not happy. What is my purpose in life? And so, and then sometimes we run away from all the material world and we jump into ashrams and that's what I did for a little while. Sounded like it, yeah. And then, but we have to have this understanding that it doesn't have to be the extreme one version or the other version. We can realize that we're constantly trying to move forward in life and figure out what works for us. And if we're on a particular path or we're trying to accomplish a particular goal, and it doesn't work out for us, it's okay to start over again. And this is my third lifetime in this body. I've started over three times in my life. Wow. It's how, okay. How do you track that? Well, we're living in the city. Mm. Oh, yeah. Corporate job, getting divorced, coming a yoga teacher, then coming <laughs> a life coach. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very, very simply structured. Actually, I like how clean that is, actually. so I've started over three times in my life. I've had three major failures. I've gone bankrupt. It, it's okay. Like I haven't filed for bankrupt, but I pretty much had everybody under the sun banging on my doors for money I owed for failed business transactions. It right. happens. It's, 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 if you keep blaming others in life and you keep blaming all, it's, it's everybody else's fault. It's television it's the media it's the politicians the people in power don't believe in what i believe in it's the people that are coming into my domain people that don't look like me don't think like me it's everybody else's fault that i am not doing well in life that's where that extreme comes from i could definitely so, reinforce that i agree with you 100 i mean like if i if i go back 10 years 15 years 20 years and let's be real i think we all still struggle no matter how much self-work and, and guidance and coaching and, and influence you receive as you improve your journey it's i think deep deep down a lot of us still have that that's that criticism and we're always maybe looking Everybody. for a blame game i think the most Everybody. important thing is we, we recognize it right you have to recognize it that's most important. Yeah. Like, don't like i still recognize it. i catch myself i'm like oh scott because i'm all about motivation and positive energy and I, i'm that guy but it's like i'm still human I'm still going to have a negative thought, dude. I'm still going to go that route. The difference is I've put in, this kind of rewinds, almost goes full circle what we were talking about earlier. I've put enough reps in and I've put enough self-development in and I continue to go to these events and trainings and I work with coaches to ensure that I can correct myself faster, more effectively, turn that yes. around better, right? Because we're, we're, yes. we're human. I mean, it's going to happen. Well, like here, here's the truth in, in terms of problems. I've studied with some of the most famous yogis in the world. I've studied with 
gurus that have followers in the tens of thousands that when they go and speak, there's thousands and thousands of people sitting and listening to them. Mm. I've studied with life coaches that have multi-million dollar brands. I've been with successful financial gurus. I've been with great people that live modest lives, but have really solid family life. We all have one or more areas of life that are always in fluctuation. We're always work. There's always something in this world that we're dealing with. Nobody's perfect in this material world. And when, and so we have to, then that's just the truth. And the only way to deal with the constant fluctuation, the constant changes that we have to come across day in and day out is to not be attached to everything that we have in life. But at the same time, like you were saying, we have to continue to grow and study, continue to get up in the morning and do the work, continue to read the books, go to the gym, do the yoga, listen to the podcast, go to seminars, do trainings, go, you know, whatever you can do. And you don't have to have a lot of money. There was a point in my life where I was making eight, I was 38 years old, making $8 an hour, Mm -hmm. cleaning yoga mats, trying to be a yoga teacher. And my personal growth was podcast right now free I'm content to, right free content right now i'm trying to build my business and my brand so i right now i'm not doing this seminar uh circuit because i can't travel because every dollar i spend on going to a seminar is 500 to a thousand dollars i'm not mm-hmm. brand, spending on marketing branding and technology improvements I, i'm with you <laughs> so my training now is using things like Coursera. And I'm doing training courses on Coursera. And that's what I'm doing. And it's a for because that's affordable. It's like the next level. And so if you don't continue to do the work without being attached to what the outcome will be, then life becomes easier. Sure. Right? If you prepare, if you do the necessary steps, you then it becomes easier to deal with the changes. I think it also goes, again, this is full circle again. It goes back to that piece of putting in the reps is that, we all want everything now. We're a very on-demand society, especially here in the continental USA, maybe even North America. I don't know about Canada. I mean, I've been there a few times, but I don't know the people that well. But, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a matter you. of uh, – yeah, good, good stall on that one. Um, it's a matter of just taking a deep breath and learning to slow down. Again, why I incorporate yoga and, like, catching yourself and just saying, you know what? Like this morning, uh, I was so excited because you, you live in New Jersey, so you're probably excited today. And probably the rest of this week because the weather's nice. But the past like three to five days have been ridiculous. Terrible. I was like, dude, I'm a mountain biker. I'm a road cyclist. I I just, I'm an outdoorsy guy. And I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit to to make my love to Mother Nature. (laughs) Saturday for us. And yeah, so so this morning, I I, I mean, I see the sun coming in. Like, we have blackout drapes, but they're not like the super, super high end ones. So I still get a little bit of light. And I could tell. And it's, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning this morning, and I'm like, I'm just getting up. Went in, made, made my morning tea that I normally do, a special tea that I make, vitamin tea. And I was like, yep, I go outside, barefoot, step into that yard, and get that instantaneous yeah. grounding, that earthing. And I just sit there and just sip my tea and enjoy the morning. Go back in. I hand grind my – not everybody's into the coffee. Cause some people say it's a stimulant, whatever. I hand, I, I hand grind my coffee, set up the French press, set up my four-minute timer. Go right back outside again, finish drinking, waiting for that timer to go off. I haven't looked at an email, a text, 
a social media blast, nothing. That's like my little morning mantra when the weather uh, helps me with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't turn my cell phone off of airplane mode until 9 o'clock. Nice. And I, only, and I only allow myself to respond to emails once a day for 45 minutes, and I only look at social media twice a day for 15 minutes, and they're scheduled. Look at that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. See, some people like podcasts for actionable content. He just threw you some stuff right there. It's like he's gotten that managed with his time. Now, granted, as a marketing consultant, I do a little bit more email management than that. I have to stay on top of more things. But I agree with the the time hack or the best practice of why are you staying on top of your phone so much? Like I purposely have split my inboxes up from different brands that I work with. And I'm like, okay, I'm only going to work at look at this one during this time. So I'm doing the same right. thing, just at different you know, levels. And it's about finding what works for you, you know? And again, two yeah. years ago, I didn't step outside with a morning tea and ground myself in the backyard. I think two years ago, I look at myself now, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Which is why we were thinking of moving up to your area because we like it. We think it's cool. It's got a lot of space and it's really starting to come like a big creative community. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, ABE is the airport code for our airport. Uh, because back in the day before the Greater Lehigh Valley, this was Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, you know, ABE Air International Airport. Then it became Lehigh Valley International Airport. But I mean, again, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, I'm on the Allentown side. I used to, years ago, work in the Easton, closer to New Jersey. I've lived in downtown historic Bethlehem. I'm very well connected in the health and fitness space around here. I know. Like half the yogis, half the, I mean, I know all the CrossFit gyms. I've worked at multiple fitness facilities over the years when I was in different, like I used to teach spinning for six years. When, yeah. when I had a career corporate gig, that was my life balance. I'd show yeah. up, I'd show up and teach a 5.30 a.m. spin class, shower at that facility, get all professionaled up, and then go in and do my corporate gig. And people are like, and you're all zippy and awake this morning. How much coffee did you have? I'm like, none. <laughs> I used to teach yoga. That's why I left corporate because I taught yoga in the morning, went to work uh, from like 8.30 in the morning to like seven at or 6, 7 at night. Then I would go to a yoga class and then come home. And I was just exhausted because I was living all these different lives. I was the yoga yeah. guy. I was the corporate guy. Then I was back to the yoga guy. And then I was the bhakti yogi guy. And I was like, it just got overwhelming so i finally left corporate and that was like and i i took the leap of faith to try to make it work as a yoga I mean, teacher kudos, and kudos for that commitment i mean that's it's a yeah. it's a big big move i mean a good friend of mine i used to i'm a cfo on crossfit coach too but i realized like there's only so much time you know that i have i and, left and a six plus figure income <laughs> i left a hundred and fifty thousand dollar year plus bonus new york and new york with the brownstone apartment overlooking the park become a yoga teacher moved to new jersey and fell on my face and because i went from two hundred thousand dollar a year income it's a big it's a big shock that's a big shock yeah it's a big and i blew through all my savings and i ended up cleaning yoga mats and working at a yoga studio sweeping the floors to get my business going as a yoga teacher when my business started going as a yoga teacher i decided i realized what i liked about yoga was helping people transform and that's how i became a life coach and I had, and then I spent a whole other two, three years getting that going. Yep. And it's just like it's a constant work. It's a constant change. You can't give up. You 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 have to have dreams, and you have to have you know, and you have to be practical about it. If I ever, if I had to do it over again, I would not have done the all in. What I would I, have. 
what I love about what you just shared though, to pause on that all in is yeah. that number one, you did go all in. All right. But, but the other piece of that story is you kind of just touched on a little bit of that business segment of our, of our brand here on our show is that the entrepreneurial hustle is not always easy. Okay. No. And you're going to, and I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to start with mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Actually, those are the best lessons learned. I mean, one of the most famous quotes from the founder of LinkedIn is if you're not embarrassed by the first product you've put out there, you waited too long. Like you, yeah. you're supposed to make these mistakes. This is how you optimize and improve. And this applies to everything. Now, obviously in the right context, like don't be start doing a freaking headstand and yoga class with no training. And then you jack your neck up and you got to go to a chiropractor. Cause like stuff's not in its right place. Ergo, yeah. I, did, I did that. And I was in Colorado. <laughs> That's it's okay. I, I, I look, I, I make a living teaching people how to do head headstand. It takes a year. Takes years. Yeah, I, I tried doing a legit one after three, so not three years, like three times. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, then the next like week I had all this neck pain. I was blaming yoga, and it's like it wasn't yoga's fault. It was me it was try, your ego. trying to yeah, exactly. There it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, see, see, the battle never ends. Um, never ends. But that's that's a beautiful piece, though. Your story of we all. I almost sometimes I feel like that's the universe reminding us that we need to get knocked down to become more humble. I mean, a lot of people throw in that word a lot more like, Oh, you got to have a big old piece of humble pie. I'm like, okay, well, as long as there's no sugar in that, I'm in. Uh, but <laughs> that aside, I was like, yeah, you know what? We all do need a piece of humble pie. Actually. It's, it's, it's a great experience. Like that firefighting thing. Didn't I, I mean, I, I paid my own way through school as an adult student. I, I educated myself. I paid that. It was my experience. Now, I show up as a firefighter, like, okay, we don't care about your corporate resume, your job history. Right. Here's a tool. Go dig in the dirt and, yeah, and protect your fellow crewmen. Like, it was just brotherhood, father, you know, that whole process was a life changing experience those two years. And I was like, whoa, okay, it didn't matter what I stepped in with. The only advantage I had was that I was older than most of the guys. So they actually called me old guy, and I was 32. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you but were the old guy. I was the old guy because, like, most of these most of these kids are coming in out of high school, eighteen to twenty four. It's just like the military, man. And it was like they call me the old guy. I'm like, I'm the age of the squad bosses. Like the squad bosses were thirty three and thirty four. I was like, what? So it was a humbling experience. It's like you know what? We don't want to hear what's coming out of your mouth right now. What we right. Wanna, we need to see what you're showing up with every single day. You know, your actions, classic actions, were speaking louder than words. Yeah, I figured you'd appreciate that. I did, you know. Okay. Yeah, is that, I, is that I, what your I, yoga your yoga school that you were cleaning the mats for? Were they kind of was that a little bit piece of that or? No, that was like if I ever had to do it over again, I would not have jumped all in. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying that it wasn't a worthwhile experience, but if I would have built my brand as a yoga teacher and a life coach with an income that was substantial. I would have built it faster. A lot of and good I, business coaches teach that. They say, start making the move as you're replacing your income. Yeah. Because the I, stress, I, the psychological stressors of the lack of income, the lack of ability to eat, pay for the roof over your head is exponential. Exponential. Can, can you do a screenshot of my website? Absolutely. Which one? 
because I, I had nope. the, I had the podcast that I was going to share next. But I mean, you want to go back go to back, the main core? No, go back to my main website, Let's Your Wellness that. Yogi. Boom. All right. So this website, okay. I so if you go to like the About Me page or the Life Coaching page or any of these pages, I it took me six months to write a right. It's okay to write a branding kit in order to hire someone who costs $2,000 and that was on a steal because I found them on Fiverr and they were a prorated person on Fiverr with a ton of reviews, but she didn't raise her like rates yet. Mm-hmm. And it took me six months to write the branding, branding kit, another four months to hire someone to write the content for my website. So I sounded like I, like I took the garbly goo I wrote and made it sound <laughs> good it's expensive to build a brand properly it took me a year to learn how to use wordpress properly it's like so like when you if you have the resources to build a brand and be able to outsource the stuff that you're not good at in the beginning and you are having an income to support that i recommend you doing that Mm -hmm. because in order to Look, you got to build an email list. And the only way you're going to do an email list is you got to have a free opt-in. Okay? You got to have some sort of free service. Look at you dropping the marketing bombs. And the only way to do that is, and the only way to promote it is you got to either go on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn and you got to p- promote it via paid advertising. You got to put the in the reps. What? Got, yeah. Said, the, like we said before, you got to put in the reps, man. Put it in the reps. Because yeah. the days of you just posting on Facebook and you getting a bazillion followers for free is over That's gone. and it doesn't matter because most of the people that have a, bil- a million followers on Facebook are bots. Content well, is king. Yeah. The, the people who do the bot thing and all of a sudden they got 50,000 Instagram followers, it's, it's a flash in the pan. Okay, what is pan. the content? Like somebody just followed me recently, they have 15,000 followers, way more than I do on, on Instagram, right? And it was like women, I think it was some kind of like women underscore something of CrossFit. But I, I've been following CrossFit since I found it as a wildland firefighter, that was the foundation of our physical training. So, I, I mean, this is back in 2010, right? So right. I've been doing it for a little while. I know all the pro athletes. So right. I'm, I'm on the page and half of the pictures are like these athletes that I know today from like six years ago. And I'm like, right. you basically went on Google, snatched up all these photos and then just built a giant photo album and then blasted it into Instagram posts. It's it's all BS. Like it was no current content whatsoever. And you hired a bot or you hired someone to yeah. boost it. Yeah. You can look, I can get 10,000 Twitter followers tomorrow for 3 grand. It's not the quantity. It's the quality. Right. It's the quality. And that takes time to both learn the skills and work with the people that can help you get that. And so, like, if I had it, have done it over again, I would have kept my $200,000 a year job <laughs> and been able to build the content faster to build, to, for someone to teach me how to write a blog and not write it where people would actually read it. To- but here's the best part. Everything you know now, you yeah. literally can end up channeling. Maybe it's not one of your goals, but a year, two years from now you could literally become one of the influential yoga business coaches, right? Like sharing yeah. what you had to learn. It's like, guys, this is what I had to do. I'm telling you not to do it this way, but if you are doing it this way, here's what I went through, you know, and there's tons of people out there who do that because not everybody has 
the wisdom that you just shared. It's like, okay, well, I've jumped in on crazy stuff too. And it's like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> well, I do work with certain, I do work with life coaches and help them get their business off the ground. See? Um, and usually it's like a lot of life coaches only need a couple of calls if they actually are worth their salt. If, but, if, thank you, please pause on that. If they are worth their salt, there's a lot of these, <laughs> there's so many life coaches now. Like, you better have your salt. <laughs> And none of them are trained. That's no. the part that kills me. Hey, hold like, on. I, am I, I going to be inappropriate right now? I'm going to I'm going to take a risk. This show is about. I'm a Gen X. I'm 40, right? So it's. I'm trying to get a, back to our generation. You're my generation. Hold on, I got to pause you. You're not a Gen X. You're a Xenial. Well, okay. <laughs> whatever new branding we're throwing behind that. I'm on the cusp. Whatever. The point is, I'm trying to get back to the the, the, the my fellow Gen X Xenials, the the millennials, whatever. Yeah. The point is I'm trying to share positive content is going to make change. The difference is when I see a 21-year-old life coach, I'm just like, <sighs> I just I just breathe. I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't, me, you, don't, you don't have to respond to that. You don't. I mean, I'm just saying, no. I'm sorry. I've grown. I, I was I was considered older for my age when I was 18 to 21 for a lot of people because I, I was paying. You weren't a qualified life coach. I'm, no, I'm not out there marking my dude. I was working, all right. I was paying my way through life. I, I grew up on a farm in New Jersey, dude. Like I worked my ass off. So we're in New Jersey. Uh, I was born in Flemington, Hunterdon County. Guess where I live? Clinton, Branchburg. Oh, all right. <laughs> guess where I te guess where I teach yoga on Sundays? Uh oh, Clinton. Ah, there it is. Guess where I skydive? <laughs> Do you follow skydiving? No, not Scl not Clinton, but it's um. What the hell's the name of it? Man. I went to, so when you were at Hundred and Central, I was at Somerville. Oh. Well, and now see now I moved when I was a kid. We moved to Alpha, New Jersey, and then Lopacon, which are both communities around the Phillipsburg area, right? You're getting yep. you're getting closer to Leah Valley. My family just kept matriculating west where the farms were, because my dad was a livestock broker. So he would just Right. And it's then the, we moved to Pennsylvania. Right. So but yeah, that's a small world. <laughs> small world. Well, uh, hold way, on. You know that area. Yeah. The shop right down there in Clinton, my aunt worked there for like 20, 30 years. It's not there anymore. No? No, it's empty. Get out. Okay. Yeah, it's empty. All right, ladies it's, and gentlemen, you probably know what – half these people listening to this show probably have no idea what a shop right is. It's a grocery store. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> it's like a Walmart, but with food and not other stuff. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it a Walmart status. I mean – it's 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 a it's a unionized family-owned uh, subsidiary of a, of that brand, not at the Walmart level, but uh, and they have cleaned them themselves up a little bit. They actually came back to Pennsylvania. There's one right here in Bethlehem now. They they haven't been here in years. So, the, yeah, that shoprite's closed. I went there the other day to buy something yeah. and it was closed. I was I was bummed. Um, back to what you were saying. This is why I put on my website my learning credentials. So people ah, like, yes. that's why if you go under learning credentials, it lists all my trainings that I have done that are like board certified trainings. So people can go, oh, I'll work with this guy because he's actually a qualified life coach who's gone to school, who's been able to like, you know, so that's why I put that up there. And I, I don't, I don't understand why more people that are in my coaching business don't do that. See, I knew you not. I, I didn't actually. I didn't get a chance to look at this page, but I knew uh, you and I would vibe because I studied psychology as well. So yeah, I have a BS in marketing and psychology. So, uh, but Rutgers, man, one of my one of my old uh, good 
good friends and neighbors went with the Rutgers. I was a Penn State guy. He was a Rutgers guy. So I went to Penn State too. Really? I had to leave. <laughs> I don't. Even, we don't even need to dig into that one. I mean, main campus or Commonwealth? One of the Commonwealth I, campuses. I, I went to a Commonwealth campus and then transferred to main campus, and okay. then I had to leave. I always tell people stay at the Commonwealth campuses as long as you possibly can. You you get much better attention. And when you get out to Maine, it's just so big, so huge, so crazy. A lot of the Commonwealths are four-year schools now, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah. I, I spent my time here at the Allentown campus, and now it's like they moved it. So now it's like three, four times the size it was before. So, um, yeah, the Lehigh Valley is definitely growing and not slowing down. My fiance's brother just built uh, their family companies in construction. They just built a 12-story glass skyscraper in, in downtown Allentown. So there's uh, – Things are going well in this area. <laughs> this is why we want to move up there. We want to uh, open up a yoga studio, have like Bhagavad Gita and yoga sutra classes, kirtans, yoga, life coaching, yoga therapy. That's kind of like what we, and what we want to do when we get up there, special needs yoga. Well, you should definitely uh, check out just to see how your, I won't call it competition, but your fellow followers are doing this area. It's not an overly impressive facility, but they have multiple rooms, multiple domains, and they do very well for themselves on the south side of Bethlehem near the restored Bethlehem Steel site, the historic Bethlehem Steel. There's like a yoga casino loft. there now. Yoga loft. Yep. There's it's people nice there's pe people commute in from New Jersey for that place. So Yeah, it's a nice studio. It's it is. good they have good yoga teachers and they have a good vibe there. Yeah, I mean inside is great. It's just people pull up, they don't get it. I'm like, dude, it's an old industrial city. It's you're not going to have like glam going on. It's old Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but once no, you, it's once nice. you get once you get upstairs, it's a beautiful place. So, good I people. like the I like the space. I've practiced there. Yeah. Well, so, so listen, I I we're coming to the end of our time. Actually, actually I think we're over our time. But I really want to make sure I got a little screen share, a little bit of love, because this is probably going to air when you relaunch your podcast. So I'm sharing that now on your website for our video feed. Again, listeners, if you guys want to change things up, go check it out on YouTube. I share it on the website as well. The Living Life on Purpose podcast. So why are you relaunching? What's happening? Is it just like a whole kind of a reinvention again? Like we talk about reinventing yourself or... There's enough listeners now that like, I, did, I didn't think existed that I have to honor them and improve the sound quality and, and make it something that's worth their time. I didn't realize when I started it that people, except for my two students that were unable to go to class, were listening. <laughs> and so I started this, I, you know, and I was using my cell phone microphone. And everybody starts somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. And so I bought some nice audio equipment. I got some better podcast hosting software. I learned GarageBand, and then I started interviewing people for the show. So it's going to be a podcast that is going to be based on spirituality, mindfulness, yoga, and philosophy. That's not weird. That's my whole mission. <laughs> That's not weird. Okay. All right. And so Monday and Friday will be inspirational talks. They'll be like seven to 10 minutes. And Wednesday will be a guest and it will be a guest that's on mindfulness, on spirituality, subtle body practitioner, or and any again, aspects. So, so the there. brand's not changing, still living life on nope. purpose or? I love it. It's, it fits me. Okay. 
Well, I mean, honestly, yeah. I found your podcast because I searched for it by your name. So that helps too. Like people can search by Kohan, K-O-H-A-N. That comes up actually relatively, relatively quickly from an SEO perspective. So kudos on that. Thank um, you. It's just <laughs> the reason why it shows up SEO-wise is I put a lot of content out. And there's your secret because when I tell people all the time, Facebook's going to change their algorithms. Instagram is owned by Facebook. They're going to change their algorithms. YouTube is owned by Google. They're going to change their algorithms. Stop complaining about social media and your response times and blah, blah, blah. It's like in the end, generate the content because that's what wins. Okay. Put the blogs out there. Put the podcasts out there. Yeah. Who cares if people read it? Who cares if people listen to it? As long as you're making money, you got to keep doing it. And eventually people are going to find it. That's, That's pretty much my mindset. And, you know, like I've met some of the most successful like life coaches out there and like business coaches. And they're like, their content's no better than anybody else's. They just been doing it longer. Yeah. You know, you don't, most blogs you, you read, I'm not like, wow, this is so innovative. I'm like, oh, five tips to, you know, live a more peaceful life. And it's like a pod, blog with like, you know, 10,000 readers. It's the same stuff I'm reading. They just been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like, guys, like I've only had my show since September of 2016. So it's like, yeah. the best part is you, I, can, I can't even count how many shows have came and gone in that time. People start yeah. them up, thousands of shows. Start them up, crash and burn, or they don't have the commitment. They don't stay with them. Like, this is the long game. Okay, yeah. don't don't start up a podcast. So you could do a flash in the pan for six months and change it. That's not, you're not gonna, unless you're Unless you have a massive national or international brand, mm-hmm. and it's just something you want to do to get something out there for six months, you're wasting your time. That's like Tim, like I remember I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast, and he's like, if you don't have a purpose and a calling to do a podcast, don't do it. People are going to outwork you and they're going to outlast you because you don't have a passion to share a message. If you I, have People mess- tell me that all the time. I'm like, really? I was like, I, I don't think I'm doing anything that exponential. But people are like, dude, you have 170, well, as of today, 179 shows up. I'm like, yeah. It's like, how am I going to catch up? I'm like, it's only 179 shows. Like I found shows that were 200 episodes old and I just crammed for like a month. If I really don't worry about the numbers. Right. Yeah. I know a podcast that was putting out seven episodes a week for years and they're up to like episode 3000, but because they were just focused on, putting out all the episodes as podcasters have gone into the market and more people are putting content versus numbers. That podcast is slowly just it, it's quicksand it's, yeah it's 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 been losing followers left and right and the person running it is losing all its, his market share because he doesn't have any ad he's not adding any value there's no he quality this, it's he's focused on the quantity and he's right. losing that game that goes back to everything in business life i mean yoga doesn't crossfit whatever like tell people tell me like when you sacrifice quality for quantity you in the end will lose Okay. Right. Like you don't, it goes back to your point earlier. You're talking about thousands of followers and stuff like that. Guys, like you don't need hundreds of thousands of followers. If you have no. 2000 loyal followers and out of the loyal followers, 70% of them are usually responding to your content. That's pretty good, dude. Like, that's not bad at all. These people have 50, hundred thousand, 250,000 followers. Like they're not all commenting on all that crap. They're not all hitting I- the little like heart on, on Instagram. Come on. I, I launched a uh, uh, mastermind group for people that couldn't afford uh, one-to-one coaching with me. Yeah. 
and I launched it last month because I've been putting out a weekly, a monthly newsletter, posting this podcast, which has okay sound quality and showing up and being available for people. I launched it. I had nine people sign up for it within 30 days. There you go. Yeah, I noticed you had a member login on your website. So, Yeah, and it's just because I've been putting on information. Right off the bat, nine people signed up for it. Yeah, see? And again, it's not about quantity at the beginning. You need a few loyal people that actually are – they need your help. That's the whole point. It's, it's not about helping everybody. It's about finding people that want the help. And, and maybe in the beginning, it's the first night. You. Exactly, yeah. I because my what I offer is different from what you offer. Exactly. And right. so there's, there's a market for me and there's a market for you. We're all in this to do it together. And the more people out there that are promoting a business, this is why I don't worry about life. I want more life coaches. I want more people teaching people how to live mindfully, to be less angry, to be less afraid, to be less toxic. We live in a, a I can only tell you what America's like, guys. But America, we live in a country where everybody's overworked, overweight, stressed and angry and it's so it's like if i i want more people out there sharing content of love thy neighbor accept people from diversity live spiritually live mindfully be healthy in mind body and spirit and we need more of that and less of this angry rhetoric that we hear day in and day out on the news and that's why i love podcasting that's why i do podcasts that's why i want to do a podcast get that message into the world you just define part of my mission is because i complain i don't complain because i don't have to complain because i don't watch it but i don't i don't watch the news we don't have cable uh we have the one of those little apple tv devices that's about it Same. i mean you know it's like it's like you have a choice to what you allow into your personal stratosphere like just you yeah. control that don't blame anybody else and the negative news networks can stay where they're at until they go back to like 50, 60, 70 years ago when they actually would actually share positive content mixed in with the bad stuff Then, that maybe you might have a chance for me to go back and follow that content. But in the end, I'm going to surround myself with the stuff that's going to help create positive change. And if not, I just want it to be news. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's that I too. Just, <laughs> I, I just want to, here's the news for tonight. Da, 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 story news. I like, yeah. I, please cut I the drama out. I'm not yeah. a drama guy. so Yeah, that's what I want. Um, yeah, man, this was fun. Well, listen, you already actually closed out pretty strong, but I want to give you a proper final note. All my co-hosts, I want you guys to close the show. You're the guest. You, know, you helped run the show today. But, I mean, is there – if our, our listeners have forgotten everything else you've already shared today, but is there an all-encompassing message uh, behind everything you're doing right now? You kind of hinted at it already, but – you know, just kind of sums up everything you're trying to leave behind in the world or what you're trying to do next to move on. Yeah, life's short. Learn to live it on purpose. Life's short and sweet. I love it. <laughs> life's short, live it on purpose. I love it. Well, I couldn't have asked for a better way to close it out. Michael, hang, hang on here. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, yourwellnessyogi.com, okay? Live it on purpose. I can't actually ask for a better way to close out that show. This is your life. Carpe DM, whatever you want to use, seize it, live it on purpose. So thanks for listening to another Live the Fuel podcast show, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, your wellness yogi, Y-O-G-I.com. Check him out. Follow him. He's everywhere. Make sure you check out the podcast. 
And again, thanks for listening. And if you forget any of the stuff we talked about today, don't worry. It'll be all linked, all of his social media, all of his podcasts, everything will be linked in the show notes like we always do. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts. You got Pure Vitamin Club. You got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight, or improve your athletic performance. Or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.